For all my children of the light, born in the sinning, but steady striving to do right. My people are warriors, all we know is to fight. Pray, they see God and everything I write. All right, so everybody, we are doing these on one master classes, and today I get to sit with my good friend, Derek Jones, also known as the legendary D Nice. My name is D Nice. Hey, yes, and today we are going to learn how to DJ. From the dopest DJ in the world who just hosted the biggest party in the world. How many times did you say that on Instagram Live the other day? Um, but it's just gonna, it's oh, gonna, I was it's just gonna excited. be excited. I was excited because I had never seen anything like it. Like, even though um, it said that there was a hundred thousand people in there, you have to multiply that because most people aren't on their phone. So, we're talking like millions of people were like partying with this, and that's it was just amazing to see and feel and experience. Yeah. Well, it was incredible to see because I think we were even talking yesterday um, about the things that you've DJed for me, like something as small as like a brunch that I'm hosting with, you know, other friends to honor people in diversity and all the mini BT parties you've done. And like for folks to finally give you your flowers and your due just because you were doing something you love is so dope. So no, it was really good. So what, really why good. did you decide to to try something out? Like that could be so risky. For example, I'm, I'm not going to throw any shade, but there were some other folks who, you know, felt led to copycat after you started doing this. Right. And I was like, just going to see, I was like, let me just see what they're doing. I go in there's like 21 people. It's like 32 people. It's like three. I was like, oh, they're doing this for themselves because they love it. But you ended up um, really getting traction. And part of me really believes that was because your intent was so pure. So can you talk a little bit about why you decided to do the biggest part? Well, I decided, I decided to do it because I was, I was sitting here home alone, pretty much in this exact spot, you know, and, you know, I was feeling a little bit lonely and wanted to connect to my friends. So I decided to play some music in an Instagram chat in an IG live and it initially started out with a few of my friends, you know, like, I mean, a few, three, but some of my friends, there's around 200 of us, and we just had a blast. And then they started to invite people and invite other people, and then they invited more people. And then it grew from, you know, the 200 that pretty much stayed in there all day to, I mean, the last Sunday, the last big party we did was like 165,000 uh, people. Well, at least it represented 165,000 people streaming at one time, but... It was just beautiful, man. I'm so excited to be able to share this kind of music with the world. Yeah, it's it's so incredible. And then to be in there for some of the milestones, like I remember when you got to 100,000, you kept naming um, people like, it was almost like being in a real club, which by the way, I hate. So that says a lot because I wanted to stay at that club. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that was dope is like when you saw people in there who you really admire, or respect, you shouted them out. Is there one person that came into the party any day that you held it where you were like, okay, I have made it? Like, was it what moment did you feel like, okay, now this is really dope? So we did have like some notable people in there, like really? Angela Rye. We had we had <laughs> Joe Biden. We had <laughs> Bernie Sanders, and and of course um, the former first lady Michelle Obama. But I think the one person where I was like extremely shocked was was Lionel Richie. It was like, That's Why does Lionel Richie even know about me? So that one that one caught me off guard, you know. Like Lionel Richie, and then another one would be The Rock. 
And oh, yeah. Rock joined in and he was like, man, you're doing such a good job with this. So that was, um, I, I think those two people are like tied for me. For one, you know, Lionel Richie is just Lionel Richie. Yeah. And then The Rock, it's like, I mean, he's The Rock. Like, I never, I've never met him in person. So the fact that he was actually in, in my uh, IG Live was like, yeah, that was pretty big for me. That's amazing. I love that so much. Um, and Stevie Wonder came in. He played some Stevie Wonder songs. Like, that was, yeah. Anyway, it was incredible. So you know that I have been hounding you since before this, by the way, to learn how to DJ. And I know that um, this is not my calling, but I'm slightly competitive. So I want to learn how to at least be, you know, dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous on the iPhone because I ain't got no ones and twos. So what do I do? Man, so like using, I don't know if you can see the controller. Mm -hmm, much. I can. Um, maybe I can. Oh, yeah. Okay, Ooh, no, so I want to see even more. That's good. So I have everything here. So these devices here, this is controlling my microphone. Before I used to, it's kind of similar to the way we're doing it now. Uh -huh. um, but like now I have the um, capability to plug it directly in my iPhone. So like the sound quality is going to be amazing starting today. But for this purpose, um, I can't plug it into the um, into Skype with all of this stuff. So this is, um, man, this um, AV streaming mixer is awesome. I have the microphone plugged into it. So of course you have all your fingers here uh -huh. and reverb. I can just have some fun as if I were like DJing in the club. Um, this is an incredible DG, DDJ 1000 controller. So for you, if you were learning how to mix, this would actually be a great device because there's no needles, like, you know, nothing's going to skip and you can set cue points. So if you're DJing, you can set a cue point to like, if you want to start on the top of the kick, like the first kick, kick drum or, or the first snare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, long as you, long as you like, I'm not, put it this way. I'm not a turntablist. Yeah. I'm not really into like scratching too much because most women don't really care about scratching. And I like to DJ for women. I, like I want to scratch DJ. just so that I can say I can, but I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't scratch like that. It's pretty, I mean, you can scratch on these, but, um, it's just, it's, I'd rather scratch with records. Yeah. But for what I'm doing, what I'm doing and what I do in the clubs in terms of like this feeling, you always use, um, well, you have right here, you have your tempo controller. So, I always beat match. Mm -hmm. So if I'm playing a record on, on the right side and it's uh, 98 beats per minute and I want to mix it, I want to blend it, I will like use this if the song is like, if this the song on this side is like 82 beats per minute, you would speed it up so it can beat match and mm -hmm. then you can blend with it based on, there's so much going on over here. Hold on, let me, let me just try and show you. This is so cool. I've actually never done this before, so. All right, so here we go. So we have this incredible device here where you have all these controls. And the one thing about mixing records is that when you're trying to like mix and you want it to sound good, mm -hmm. most times like when you, if you have like two records playing at the same time, it will sound like noise. But you can use some of these knobs to change the frequency. So if I'm blending the two records and I only want the drums from the song on this side, not this side, but I still want the singer to be playing. I'll just turn this knob, which is like the low end knob. I should be able to see that right mm -hmm. Of course, you're doing this on Skype, so we're still having fun. But you can use your low end knob to like change, like, you know, reduce the sound of the bass 
and it will make blending records a lot easier than and sound sonically sonically it'll be a lot greater than if you were just to uh, have um, records you know playing both at the same time it usually it would sound like a mess mm-hmm. you still see no it froze on the board oh there All you right. go okay so I, the last thing I saw was the fader. Fa- do you call it a fader board? What do you call it? So this is the mixer. This is mixer. this one controller, but this centerpiece is the mixer. Okay. And um, so the mixer has like all of your your where you can control like the frequencies. Your EQs are here in the center. You control like um, just you can change certain buttons. I wish I had I had the ability to like really show me. I can um, see the I can this. see the the buttons. But I want you to see what the what they actually look like in this. Move the camera around. I'm gonna try. Yeah, but that's. I mean, it's just amazing when you um when you can use these features because, like, part of like DJing for me is, like I said, I play for people to. to it's about a groove. It's not about scratching technique. It's about the way I want people to feel. So I, I try to always tell a story through music and through mixing, through mm-hmm. mixing records together. So I don't go from like hardcore records to something super soft and fun and sexy. If my crowd, if the crowd that's in front of me loves sexy music, I'm trying to find songs that pretty much flow in the words flow. And like, it's about love and it's a loving feeling and you feel it in your heart. And it's definitely important to be able to have like all of these like knobs to make it sound sonically good. My during the mixing, most of the well, all of the music pretty much comes from a program that we use on the laptop called Serato, Serato wow. DJ Pro. Uh-huh. So on Serato DJ Pro, I can actually bring this a little closer to you because we're not playing music. So on Serato DJ Pro, you have two sides. You have your left and your right side, which represents the record that you're mm-hmm. playing on one side and the song that you're about to play. So you have these two sides, right? So you have your left side and your right side. Um, if I'm playing something on the right side, I can always throw a song here to prepare, just hold to be that next song that I'm about to play. Mm-hmm. The beauty of this mixer is with the fader, as long as you keep it on the right side, mm-hmm. you will never hear what's going on on the left side until you, you mix it over and you start blending it in. So that's part of the mixing side of it. And, uh, and you know, you have all, like I said, you have all of these cue points. I wish I could. Wait, so Derek, let me ask you this. So yes. um, you said that when you play music, it's about how you want the audience or the room to feel. Is there, yes. is there like, um, does that mean like you have to, to be a good DJ, you have to be selfless? Like, you're like, oh, I know what I'm, I'm about to play you my favorite song. Like, that can't be the thing. Or is that the thing? Do you figure out a way to make your favorite their favorite? So what I've learned recently because of my viral parties, um, <laughs> I've learned that I don't have to, if people know who you are and they trust you, you can pretty much play what you want if they trust you. So this was an important lesson for me. Most times I would DJ based on body language. So if I'm looking at one person and I have eye contact with that person and that person stops dancing, then to me, I feel like I need to then switch up the vibe. And that's all most DJs probably feel that way. Like if no one's dancing, you you change the vibe. 
what I've learned by not having an audience in front of me and just playing music where no one can request a song and to look at the amount of people that are still there and leaving hearts and putting hearts up and the hearts flowing and leaving these comments <laughs> and these lyrics means that if they trust you, they're going to ride with you and you can lead them into the right direction. So I have the ability of, um, I have great music sensibility, I will say that. Like, I really do believe, I understand, like, how to keep the group going the right way. And now I have the, um, now I have the ability to do what I want. I really believe that this was a moment like this while we're like quarantine was supposed to happen for me. Wow. That way I can just, I can truly be who I am and not have to worry about, you know, if someone's not dancing because I've seen all of the, um, I've seen all of the videos that people were posting and tagging me on and they're dancing in the kitchen, making dinner and dancing with their kids and sending me messages like, my gosh, you have, you're allowing me to introduce these songs to my kids. Yeah. It's and and it's I mean and it's it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just family fun and it's been a great great experience. But we need to get together because we're we're gonna we're gonna do part two of this because I actually want you to DJ. I'm gonna DJ. I'm sure gonna you DJ. But here's I'm the so one serious. here's the one thing I need to do. So I know. Well, let me. I won't, I'm not gonna assume this for you. I've heard from some DJ friends that. The most frustrating thing is like when you're in the middle of a set and then people start requesting songs. Is that true? Is that a pet peeve of yours? That is true. Why? Because what happens for most DJs, you are literally five songs ahead of of the audience because you're trying to, if I'm playing a record, like say if I'm playing a song that has 110 BPMs, right? But I want to get it down to whatever the latest Drake record is, which would typically be around 95, um, 95 BPMs, right? So you you need these songs to get you down there. Like some DJs will scratch their way down. Mm-hmm. And just You ever been dancing and like you got this groove going and then somebody will scratch and throw a song on and it's a, dip, a different tempo and you're like, uh, like... What are you doing? So it doesn't flow well. Mm-hmm. So I use, usually I'm five songs ahead of you because I'm trying to get to a different tempo. So um, I, I'll usually like play these records and bring this bring the tempo down slowly so if someone taps me and asks me to play a song it's like you're interrupting the flow of where i'm trying to get to now if someone can suggest a song mm-hmm. you know like hey when you get a chance like actually i take that back i don't really like anyone coming over and bothering me it's, <laughs> it's my job it's like, i feel like there's been a few times where i've asked you to play something and you like i got you and you never <laughs> it's probably true <laughs> That is epic. Probably some truth to that. <laughs> so okay, so the, the the other thing I was saying. Now that you've acknowledged that, I will never do that again. No, I think it's good because now I I hear what you're saying. Like this is not like somebody that's just playing their you know Spotify title playlist. This is or Apple Music playlist. This is somebody who is like an art. It's an art form. You um you also rapped. I ain't seen you drop no records lately, so I'll say rapped past tense. But what about um, how did you get into DJing? Like, did you fall into this? Was it always a love? Like, how did you get into it? So DJing as a career, well, I first learned to DJ back when I was like 16 years old. Wow. But as a career, it happened in the early 2000s. Um, you know, I was away from the music scene and decided to go to a Q-tip at Mark Bronson party. And they, they used to DJ at a place in New York City called Table 50. It was a hot kind of underground spot, held less than 100 people. 
But the the 100 people in there were all kind of cool and not like cool in terms of celebrity. Like, yeah, Leo, you know, DiCaprio would show up every now and then. And, you know, Sam Ronson would be there. But it was just like the cool kids. And like everybody was just free and just dancing to classic beats like Blondie. And, you know, Tip would play more soulful. So he would typically play like James Brown and like that kind of vibe. Mm. And then Mark Ronson would kind of play like, old school hip hop. So like De La Soul into like Mob Deep and like, and, and those types of records. So standing there one day, I was just, I couldn't believe that people would dance to older records because at that that time I wasn't going to parties. I was like a homebody and just mm-hmm. trying with my friends. And I knew that from that moment that I was going to DJ. Like, and I was, at the time I owned a web development company. So I was doing all my marketing for Reebok and, you know, separating tea and I built Alicia Keys out of the Alicia Keys site and all the way back to Aaliyah stuff, you know. Wow. Did marketing, online marketing for Reebok. And I just, you know, the music was calling me. Mm-hmm. So I gave all of that up where I was making great money to my business to make $150 a night to DJ because I felt that passionate about it. Like I wow. felt like that was going to be the thing for me to make a real difference in my life. And honestly, it changed, you know, and I, I was terrible. I mean, I was terrible when, we first, when I first started because <laughs> I used to play the songs from like the top of the record. And, and most DJs, you're blending records. So if you let a record fade out and just play a song, you're not really playing, you're just pressing buttons, you're not DJing. And I used to do that and it totally, like I was just bad. And one of my buddies, he was the first one to hire me. He had this big party in New York City and at the end of the night, he was like, he was honestly looking. He said, you know, you were trash. Oh. You played records from the beginning, and you were horrible. Like, oh, oh yeah, you didn't have to flow right. Oh. Oh, he was brutally honest. That's brutal. And, but the, be- the what's beautiful about this was that after that, create, you know, my first big viral party, uh, my uh, social distance dance party, the next day, when everyone was all going crazy, he called me up and he was in tears because he oh. just remembered those days. And he said that it was just beautiful to see where I've come and, you know, how far I've come from to where I am now. And this was a grown man crying on the phone, like, bro, I'm just so proud of you. So I the same that. guy was like extremely, just brutally honest for him to, to, to come full circle and just say, like, yo, I'm proud of you was probably one of the best calls that I received after that day. That's incredible. I love that. Okay, this is my last question. Then I want to try to see if I can get a request in on a on a, on a set. <laughs> um, my last question for you before we start this is, do you, well, how, how do you, let me see. I'm trying to figure out if I want to ask you more about how many records you have in your mind. Like how many albums how many songs do you feel like you know that you store like how we store music on different platforms how many records do you feel like are stored in your mind i mean i honestly think that i have about on here around thirty-five thousand songs wow and i can probably sing thirty-five thousand songs like what i just know those records so like Part of like when I'm while DJing. So oh my God, we're about to have to do a game. We're about to have to do a game. I have the same. Well, no, don't do that kind no. of thing. It doesn't come to me like that. Like if you if you say like if you sing lyrics to me, it's not going to come to me like that. It's usually like 
if I'm in a groove and I just start singing along to something to myself, and that's why I keep doing the same dance moves, the same two. You do, you do, you do, you do like. Because in my mind, I'm singing a different song, and I'm like, oh, that was your, that was your, that was, that was your dance. Like, 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 I'm in my zone. And you was like, song. Oprah, Oprah's in the, Oprah's in the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was leaning because my, so, so here, the, these are like the behind the scenes things that that's going on here. I didn't have a microphone stand. You can't buy one now because we're on quarantine. So I, I was like going through my storage room and I found like a, a cell phone holder. I didn't have anything to attach it to. So I drink a bottle of wine. Oh my God, I love I, that. I attached the cell phone holder to this bottle of wine. Derek, I have stuff. I could have sent you some stuff in an Uber. Well, I didn't think Look, like I even have this right now. Look, 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 look at this. This is on me, but it don't have a cell phone. You can use this. I have a bunch of these little things. Well, now I do. You know, it didn't. You like now people send you equipment and and deals and food and all kind of stuff. Oh, listen, my whole place is just full of alcohol, sneakers. <laughs> you know, the gear that I just showed you, they sent it to me. Everyone's like, "No, let me help you out here," because this wasn't like what I'm doing now. Didn't start out to be this. It yeah. started out for me. I was literally just playing music from here into my cell phone. That yeah. was it. I had nothing hooked up. And, you know, after that, I was like, look, man, this is, this actually feels good. And it feels like so it could good. become something, like something serious. And I'm so glad that I decided to, like, take it seriously. And, and um, even though, you know, look, I can buy all new stuff, but we, we, I just don't have access to it. But I use what I, what I had in the house, which makes it so great to me. Like, mm-hmm. some of my favorite books are being used to, to, to um, elevate, like, my, my gear. Like, look. I love that. Gordon Parks. Ooh, and then wait, the fact, hold on. Those two things are, let me see the next one. Because those two things are so dope because I don't know if people all know, but you're also a photographer and a damn good one. True. And then, yes, so for you to have, like, things that are part of your, like, loves, like music, photography, like, that's, that's it. That's amazing. And that's what I love about this. You know, yeah. this is from Karen A. Wien. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that I use everything that I have in my, my apartment. It, it all serves a purpose. And mm-hmm. it just made me happy to do it this way. You know, like, it, it, I mean, it like really made me happy to do it this way because it looks, it just looks like I'm home. So yeah. the whole point was initially I, it was called homeschool. And that's what it was. It was just like me finding things around the house, putting the stuff together, playing music, and that was the vibe. And and now it kind of took off, and I'm still leaving it just like this. Like I love that. this gear right here had a huge impact on on the world, and and it's just you know kind of cool to see. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, that's great. Um, so here's my request. So we have we know that there's um, the Uptown uh, biopic series is going to come out on BET eventually, I think more sooner rather than later. I hope they're not too stalled by what's happening with this um, COVID-19 quarantine situation. But, you know, I'm a 90s kid, um, born in 1979. So I want to know if you can teach me how to do a really dope 90s hip-hop R&B set. 90s hip-hop R&B set. So I didn't request the song, so I'm not in trouble. <laughs> I, requested so again? I said I said I'm not in trouble because I didn't request the song. This is a whole set. <laughs> oh. No, I want you to request the song because I want to tell you the tempos. Okay. Uh, so what 
What about, um, because I always wanted to be a backup dancer in Mary J. Blige Real Love video. What about Real Love? Hey. So Real Love is 90, 95, 97 beats per minute, right? So mm -hmm. now you got to find a song that's that same kind of tempo. Uh, Come on, Ed. I know, but See, this, I... This is part of DJing. You got you to be able to think faster than I that. know, but damn, can we tag team? This is supposed to be my training. No, but I want... This is part of training. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going fast enough. Um... What about, what about, what about, how fast is flavoring your Craig Mack? How fast is that? But that, that's a different kind. Oh, what about, okay, okay, what about, what about Tupac, I get around? How fast is that? I get around, it's about the same tempo. Yes! Win! <laughs> All right, yeah, that's, that's 96 BPM. What? So then you use this fader, you can use this fader to match the tempo, so they're both now at 90, 97.5 BPM, right? So, so like, say if we're playing Tupac. Oh, yeah. So I'm about to you, got, you have these two points. You can have it right. Here we go. Okay, okay, okay. But now we need another one. We need another one. What else to go do? <laughs> <laughs> I need another one. Um, what about? So you have to do something with Biggie. Um, uh, what about one more chance? And okay, one more chance. What's your go-to '90s song? Do you have a go-to? Like, I know this is gonna set the party off. No, I don't really, really like have a, a go. I mean, what sets the part any party up from the '90s would be uh, all about the Benjamins. That sets any party off. That is true. Why, okay, so maybe let's do that one then. <laughs> so do all about the Benjamins with what? Um, I don't know how many BPMs is that. You know, I'm a DJ now, so, so I, I all about the Benjamins. <laughs> Is 90 BPM and one more chance is 93. So you can speed this up some. What? Like now it's the same tempo. So if you're doing this, if you're playing, um, you're playing Biggie, check this out. And then you can blend it. whole DJ thing. You might have a future in this. <laughs> I may have a future in this mixing thing. No, that's awesome, though. But this when, we're, so when we're together in person, that's your next brunch. You have to come. No, you have to stay because I know you have to get all glammed up. So before it is not going to happen. But once it's over, we're going to practice 30 minutes. Let me show you how to DJ. We doing, we doing this before the next brunch. As soon as the quarantine is over, I'm going to learn how to DJ because I've been hounding you about cool. this for a long time. <laughs>
Well, now that I have all this gear here, like I'll definitely you can come over to the. This is really club quarantine right here. So yeah, no, it sure <laughs> you is. Can come over here, and I'll, I'll teach you how to. I'll teach you how to make some make some magic on the turntables. This is so dope. I'm so 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 happy for you because you're such a good human, and to see something good happen to happen for because you were doing something good for everybody else is like that's what it's about. So I just like commend you commend you for doing all this stuff. And I appreciate you, you uh inviting me on your show. This is awesome. Oh it's it's fun. We're doing master classes with the, the best. Oh you know what? How did I mess this up? Oh my gosh. Obviously how was I gonna DJ with our month? How was like? Why was I? What was I even thinking? I needed. A, I needed Wait, a hat. Where did you get that from? Oh! 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 You like my hat? Yo, it's fly. I love <laughs> it. Actually, I love it. All right. Well, for this, I'm gonna. I owe you a hat. See, I still have the tags. I haven't worn it yet. But I did have. <laughs> I thought I was really gonna be DJ, so I have a set of three. Um, over here, ready to be ready to ready for it. But we gotta um, we gotta get you a hat because you got you wore all nine thousand of them while you did DJing. No, I still have more. I just <laughs> I, I just left my favorite ones out here, but I still have a bunch in the closet. How many and, hats uh, you have someone, there? Someone's overnighting me a bunch of hats now. Like they're like, no, we got hats for you. So oh it's, wow, it's, you know what, man? I'm so happy. Like to I, I just hope this is uh, people use this as a testament to just follow you what you're passionate about and, and follow your heart and do the right thing. You know, and knowing that this made a difference to so many people is so, it's just great, like great energy that we're all sharing right now, all because of music, yeah. the love of music. And that we're all celebrating all over the world in our, in our homes mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, just shining some light on, on just what love sh should really feel like. So I'm glad to be a conduit for that. That's amazing. What does um, the rest of this year look for, look like for you if you could have your way? You're like, you know, for the rest of this year, if everything went exactly my way, this is what would happen. Oh, my gosh. If the, one, I would uh, immediately go on vacation. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I would leave the country. Though. I'm, I'm scared now. I'm like freaked out. <laughs> but I would vacation with my kids. I would take some time off and just vacation with my kids and and then I would get into the studio and start making music again mm -hmm. you know like not as a rapper but to do a project a DJ project of um you know similar to a David Guetta or a Khaled uh but more soulful not not a hip-hop project super soulful like what if I got Stevie Wonder in the studio to work with Anderson Pack, like something like that like bridging the gap kind of project that's something that's always been on my mind to be it because I love, I do love the younger cats and I love some of the newer music, you know, and I'm, I'm a big fan of her and, you know, she's a big fan of my DJ. And so it's like to have like the, to kind of be like the older guy, the older statesman to be able to bridge the gap between young and old has always been like a passion of mine. Mm. And to not just make a hip hop project, it's not, it's like a world project of just great music. So if like career wise, that would be the biggest thing for me. And also to release my book, uh, my coffee table book of photography. That's also another thing that I, I'm really passionate about. And those things are going to happen now, Absolutely. especially with what, what's going on with, um, with what I did on, on, online with the music. You know, there's a, there are a lot of people who are offering me opportunities to do exactly what it is that I want. And they're doing it not for, for, I mean, of course, you know, everyone wants to be compensated for it, but, 
the people that are hitting me, it's, 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 it's really, I can tell that it's really uh, coming from their hearts to just mm-hmm. do something good for me. And, you know, I'm just glad that that feeling is being reciprocated right now. I love that. Thank you so much for, again, how you show up in the world, whether there were a hundred thousand people are watching or not, that's exactly who you are. You're always excellent in your craft and you are a good hearted person. So just thank you for sharing yourself with all of us and for being a really dope girl dad uh, and all the rest. And I know that you guys are going to get to go on an amazing vacation. And y'all, you should actually cover this vacation because he took care of us so far throughout uh, club quarantine and the social distance and social and all the rest. So um, we're here for you and want to support you and continue to see you shine. So thank you, Derek. We appreciate you. Alright, thank you. His thank name you. is Love D Nice, y'all. Tune in to the next party. When is D the next nice. one? Is it tonight? I'm taking over the NBA's um, oh. um uh Instagram handle. Oh, so for fancy. two nights, I mean two hours, Club Quarantine goes to the NBA. And um yes, yeah, I'm super excited about it. And that it's actually dope because it's um we're going through the decade. So well, I'm gonna start in the seventies for thirty minutes. And and uh, Magic Johnson and like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will be in there talking to people. What? Then we take it to the '80s, and they'll find '80s players. Then we'll take it to the '90s for 30 minutes, and then we'll bring it to the 2000s for 30 minutes, and we'll end it like that. So oh I'm really excited God. about that. That so is to, like, incredible. NBA players, and um, yeah, this is going to be dope. So That's make sure you come to Club Quarantine at the NBA. It's going to be dope. I'll be anywhere you tell me to, brother. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm ready. I'm about to All be right. I'm about to be learning how to, you know. Do it on your phone. Rock on your phone right now. <laughs> you like practice on that phone first. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Right, I'll talk to you. We're all my children of the light, born in the sinning, but steady striving to do right. My people are warriors. All we know is to fight. Pray. They see God and everything I write here. Yeah.